Welcome back to the podcast. My name is Lauren Mazadonski, and I'm here today with my lovely co-host, Michelle, and Carrie, the owner of The Barrel Room. Welcome, ladies. We Hi. are so happy to be here. We're actually at the downtown Canal Fulton Barrel Room. Um, so, Carrie, tell us a little bit about the genesis of, of you being owner of, because you have one in North Canton and one in Canal Fulton. How did this start, and what are your thoughts on this process? Well, as we were chatting a little bit before this, uh, I actually started at the Barrel Room one day a week as a waitress. Um, I've been in the industry since I was 14, uh, so it was something I kind of gravitated back to after a divorce. Um, so bought it in 2014 with a partner in North Canton and then bought them out in 2015. Uh, and I love that location. It's, it, it's, it's where all my people are and it's my home, but I kind of wanted something that was that I did on my own, that I didn't take over from somebody else. So I kind of got on this. I wanted a second location kick, and um, this location was brought to me. I kind of fell in love with the building. It is a great building. Yeah. We're sitting here now. It's, it's very so cool. Yeah, very very charming. Uh, a lot of history down here. So we shot for being open in June, and the lovely flood of 2019 hit in June. So. The official uh, opening for this location wasn't until August of 2019. And so you had a couple months before the pandemic hit. <laughs> a couple, yes. So, and then obviously um, COVID rolls around. This location we did not keep open. It just did not have that base that North Canton had. North Canton was open the entire time for carry out, uh, but it's been, a, it's been a wild ride. Now, did you have any thoughts of owning your own bar restaurant like before you took that over uh i think it was always a thing that i kicked around and mm -hmm. my ex-husband you know he grew up in the business in the business uh so he would think about it and then i would always think it's oh, so rough on couples and just mm -hmm. it's just a lot it's it's around the around the clock work but i started managing for adam and then i'm like wow i'm working pretty hard for someone <laughs> else i should yeah probably do something like this on my own so I did start looking at locations and he caught wind of it and he was looking to get into another area and kind of it went from well maybe you can buy this place sometime soon and then I think a month later it was I'm Sorry. gonna sell it and I if you're not that. gonna you buy it to get worried if you're nervous. not gonna buy it I'm gonna sell it to someone else wow so yeah it was now, is there benefits to being um, a female-owned business? Um, did that, was that a good perk for you? Was there anything that helped you being a female, owning your own business? In this industry, I would say no. Okay. No. Uh, I think just dealing with distributors and reps and customers in general. in some ways? I just think that this is a very male-driven industry, mm -hmm. so I definitely... Uh, you have to have hard skin, tough skin. You do, and for lack of a better term you sometimes have to be a bitch yeah. because people don't take you seriously right you got to show that you can yeah. hang with the hardest of the hard yeah so it's not my nature i tend to be overly nice um but sometimes i i really it's the only way to get your point across right so you when we were talking before like we always do we talked about the differences so you said they're like night and day um i mean i've been to both multiple times I guess I shouldn't admit that too loud. I mean, there's a lot of, <laughs> lot of wine drinking. Um, but, you know, the, the one in North Canton, you know, do you have food? Because 
back in the day, it was, I mean, as far as I knew, you, you could bring stuff in, but no food. This place in Canal Fulton, you have a kitchen. So talk about the differences. Uh, North Canton, you know, it, it's, it's been there since 2010, so it's definitely got a stronger customer base. Uh, we have people that have, you know, we've, we've had their engagement parties, and now I'm doing their baby showers. Mm -hmm. So it's got, it's got a very strong foundation. Uh, there is no food. We, we just do, like, late appetizers, mm -hmm. che cheese trays and dips. So the majority of people bring their food in. Mm -hmm. uh, we did have a little stint where we had a kitchen, but it was confusing to the parties. Like, I, I was seeing parties book somewhere. Like, maybe I'd see on Facebook that people that always had their parties with me, I'm like, you had a party somewhere else? Was there something... Well, I couldn't bring my own food. So we, we were doing food on the floor, and we weren't allowing you to bring food in because I couldn't pay kitchen staff and then have people bring in a $5 hot and ready. Right. So we, we really tried to make it work, and people just were so drawn to that. You know, it's, a, it's well, you, an inexpensive like you night out with your you, girlfriends. You can stop, you know, people would stop at Fisher's and grab some cheese or somebody would get this or, or that. Or across the street Yeah, or, or you whatever. get, you know, we, Soul Pie is constantly in my building delivering, so. And that's the established pattern. That's what, yeah, from 2010, everyone knew. Yeah, so we, we, we gave it a try. It did not work. I would never do it again. It's just a model that works for us over there. Mm -hmm. Here, that would never, ever fly. Um, and we've... We've had our share of challenges with the kitchen here, and that's ongoing. As we uh, just said, every single business owner it, has. It's the been same hard, problem. and it's 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 hard not only business wise. It's hard to watch, as I just told you. I feel like my front of the house staff here is the best in town. Like we just have knowledgeable, wonderful, hardworking girls. But when there's inconsistencies in the kitchen, that I'm watching them struggle with, you know, their income. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how long the effects of COVID Linger. show up in this industry. Because a lot of people did. They went to work from home jobs. They went to Amazon. They went where, and you can't blame them, where right. there was stability. But it's it's it's, a it's crazy how much I've watched this industry change just since 2012. Mm -hmm. And then you add that to it. So it's, it's nuts. And, I, you know, John and I and several other business owners in town were constantly texting and sharing you know the struggles it's it's definitely across the board and i i beat my head against the wall at night trying to figure out a solution but i i don't know that there is one i think that it's time there's a lot of yeah there's a lot of things that covid brought about that i don't think are going to change right i mean so. i think every industry has some piece of that yeah. well collectively we all have some way we've been you know Obviously. To, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, you know what I do love? And you mentioned John. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you mean John Vickis mm -hmm. from Royal Docks. Yeah. I love that our small, our small businesses, you know, came together and supported each other. And, and that's what we are trying to do, too, is to get on here with our podcast and tell our listeners, go local. Here's some great spots. This is wonderful, especially for our female-owned businesses. We love to promote, you know, the hard work you put into it. So looking at your life now since 2012, um, going forward 2014 when did you get divorced and how did that play into this this trajectory of owning your own business I got divorced in 2011 was it 11 yeah uh, you know I I've always been self-sufficient and you know I knew I had to take care of myself and I, I started in this industry when I was 14 I always enjoyed it. When I didn't do it, I missed it. When I met my ex-husband, I, I was behind a bar. Mm -hmm. um, I would find myself, you know, even when we were married and together in out places, I couldn't stop watching what they're doing. You know what I mean? It was, it, it's just, 
there are people that are built to do this, and I, I really feel like I was, and, and I genuinely, I still tend bar two to three nights a week, mm -hmm. and I love it. I don't it's have the people part. It is the people part, mm -hmm. and you're, you know, Relational. I, I, I get bored very easily, so mm -hmm. my job's never the same. Like I couldn't sit at a desk. Like how people do Me that, I, I say that all the time. I, I could. I. It's just it's not how I'm how I'm built. So. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm sure it played in in some fashion or another. Well, you have to be hardworking to go. F well, first I got to say, why did you start in the industry at 14? And then also as as the worker one day a week, you know, at the barrel room for Adam, and then you then you worked so hard. You did this, this, this. So what led you at 14 to be in the business? If you want money, you need to go out and get make your own. That's how I was raised. So I had a job at Campos over in Canton. Oh yeah, I remember. Busing that. tables. Yeah. yeah. So, and back then they'd hire at 14. Uh, they were family friends. Okay. But honestly, a lot of us that worked there, I mean, yeah. you know, the smaller businesses, you know, the non-corporate places don't right. they get necessarily adhere to, yeah. you know, worker permits. So tell, <laughs> go ahead. What about the balancing of mom life and business? Because I'm, I'm the same. That is probably mama. my hardest struggle in life. Um, you know, because you, you have bills to pay. You, you want to, and I have this talk with my youngest all the time because my ex-husband and his wife work so hard as well. Um, everything you do, obviously, is for your children, mm -hmm. but also you're taking time away from them to do that. So it's, it's a struggle. I don't, I don't feel like I have it down. I'll tell you that much. But you did mention something that's <laughs> important. You said that your ex-husband and his wife and you work together as a team absolutely and have a good yeah. working relationship mm -hmm. as far as the kids go and that's that's something that is wonderful yeah. yeah and I feel like Nick has always worked hard you know since I I knew him and, and long before uh, but I do think he's a little bit more understanding of my struggles now that he's in, in the industry so that's nice and and you know Emily runs his other business for him while, while he does all that and you know they're they're very active there too like they're waiting tables and behind you know it's well, it's one it's of those cool things you're showing your kids that you work hard for something you're passionate about too yes I, I I feel like they're seeing that and it's one of those things I mean you you remember looking back at what you know now versus then and I, I hope that they take lessons away from it so do they work any of the kids work helping uh, Pierce actually has probably worked at Nick's place more than Alexander has. Alexander's, you know, a little bit older and involved in sports and stuff, and he actually just went through a knee surgery, so oh he's kind of spent his summer convalescing. Yes, yes. Well, and I know the one, I think it was your young, the younger son, is that that's Pierce. Pierce? Yeah. Well, we were here eating, and he was schlepping, had the door open, bringing in all kinds of stuff. Yeah. So I saw, I'm like, he's a hard worker, you know? Now, my older two both worked at North Canton. Uh, I would imagine we're, we're coming up on that time where they won't have a choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you want to make some money, you're going to make with Pierce, us. Pierce goes up on a regular basis, not so much this summer, but he, he's helped out up at Alexander Pierce quite a bit. Alexander has too. Sometimes they take take a friend with them and bus tables or wash dishes. Would or, you want your kids to go into the business, the restaurant business, bar business? Uh, Alexander, I can't see doing that, and I, I don't think I would want that for him because I just don't think it's that's something. Yeah. I could see Pierce. Pierce is very um, entertaining and engaging, and I could, I could see, I could see, he definitely works the room. <laughs> um, Gets that from mom. I, I could, and dad, and yeah. Um, I could see him doing it. 
the way I see things going now, probably not. No, I don't think I would want that for them. But it's a tough, it's a tough industry. Yeah, but I, I just want them. You know, I I tell my my older two, it's hard enough to go to work every day. Find something you enjoy doing. So, yeah. now how old are your older two? Uh, Zach will be twenty eight mm-hmm. in August, and Reese just turned twenty one. I can't believe you have a twenty eight year old. <laughs> I don't think I do have possible. a twenty eight year old. Yes, yeah. I had a child at twenty. So wow, well, yeah. you look you look great. Well, thank I, you. When the, when the uh, our listeners come in and enjoy something at the bar, and you're behind the bar, they won't even know it's you because you look like one of the young girls. Well, everyone like thinks Rachel is me and that she owns the place, <laughs> and she's like, "Do I look like I have a six foot three, twenty eight year old son?" <laughs> <laughs> well, at this point in time, you can't really tell when you look at people, right? Everybody looks better than they did. Well, I think women are taking. A little bit more pride or, or care or giving themselves the okay to take care of themselves right. speaking of what do you do for self-care uh, I am big into yoga as is half of our staff here mm-hmm. <laughs> how many yoga teachers do we have on staff Four, I think wow. uh, yoga is probably first and foremost that's for my mind and my body and then um, I just recently started um, trying to get into lifting more weights mm-hmm. so I used to be a cardio junkie and now I hate it. So. See how we all change, you know? Yeah. But yoga is very peaceful. And yoga was uh, came to me at a time where I needed to, to be still and slow down. And there, there are days, she's, she's an instructor as well, so um, there are days I'm like, I have to go to yoga. I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> Brings so. you to your peaceful place. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do with all that? nervous energy when the flood and that when all this stuff was pending and then and then COVID how did you handle it with all that did you have a support network my support network is unmatched I I not I nothing I'm sitting here doing today is without a hundred people that you know even down here it was crazy you know my dad my, my stepmom passed away a few years ago so he's he's widowed and he this is his bar if you ask him so he's here all the time um, so he, he never left my, he, he slept outside in a chair. And then I had friends down here around the clock helping. But we, I had strangers walking up and handing me money on the street. Wow. And that leads me to, you do a lot of altruistic giving back to the community. Is that because that's something you've been taught and raised? Is it because so many people have been generous and give to you? How does that work? Because you are so compassionate. I, I, I don't know really that my mom... My mom was raised that way um, or, or put that in me. I just, I came from very little and I know what it's like to have both. And I just feel like you should always give back, whether, you know, whether it's picking up somebody's coffee, you know, whatever it is. I, I just, if you have it, you should do it. If you don't have it, figure out a way, you know, just compliments and being kind to people. Oh, so, it feels good but to be I have been the recipient of so many, you know, wonderful things. So I, I just feel like it's a, it's a circle. Sure is, and I feel like the more we do give, it feels like you get back in giving. We receive kind of the people that it. I look at that are miserable. I'm like, do are you not seeing? Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's a circle, and you're doing it to yourself. Yeah, so that is true. Yeah, I, I keep talking. Anything you want to add? Because I'm just going da 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 da. No, I love hearing your story, and I think it's good for other moms out there to hear that you can do both. Because I think a lot of times we have these passions and dreams, but we're so afraid and feel like we are just that mom role. But I think role modeling for our children is even more important in my eyes. Yeah, I think so for sure. So you were previously married 
I was married twice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Any yeah. thoughts of marrying again down the road? I never say never, but it's not something that I feel like I need. No. You know, I I took my maiden name back when I got divorced. I, I'm very proud of my family and my culture. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go over to Ireland a few years ago. Um, I don't need a man to take care of me. And not that that's what marriage is about, but mm-hmm. I think at this point at my age and being divorced twice, like, mm-hmm. I, it's not something I see that I have to have. But it looks like you have, but you're continuing to work on yourself. So you're in a healthier space. Um, Much healthier. Very, you know, positive. You're yes. taking care of yourself. So is there a man in your life? There is a man in my life, yes. Okay. I've been dating the same uh, man for a little over a year. Um, did not, I, I had this, I, I, I am a perpetual relationship girl. I've literally, I think the, short, the shortest or the longest time I'd been single prior to this that I was I was in a nine-year relationship and we broke up um so prior to that I think I, the longest I was ever single was like six weeks and I was like all right I need to take some time figure out who I am by myself um I had a goal set I did not reach it I said I said a year I lasted about six months maybe a little bit longer um but it it was one of those things where I wasn't looking for it but mm-hmm. it found me I love that you did that for yourself. That's something when people ask me for advice going through a divorce, I'm like, give yourself you time. That was the best gift I felt like I give to myself. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. Well, it also helps you work on yourself. So it you does. And when you're with somebody, you do kind of morph into this yeah. couple versus. Independence. It, yeah. So yeah. It, it, it's, it's, you know, even even in friendships, you, you can kind of be a different person depending on. Right. Who you surround the yourself with. Pull, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and even, even again, we always say this, when you're healthier, you attract healthier people, whether it's friends or significant others, you know, and giving yourself that break before serial dating. Yeah. I saw a thing the other day that said, uh, be careful of something that feels like home if home wasn't a safe space for you. Right. Because we're repeating. Mm. That's exactly what I was going to say. You if know what I mean? fix the problem, because every relationship that breaks up, you can't point the finger 100% to one oh, person. Oh, never. It's both and it's, people. it's funny. I... I've had this conversation with several people. Um, there could be blame more in one way or the other, but if you are ever sitting in any situation where there's a breakup of a relationship, a friendship, whatever, and you you think you had nothing to do with it, then that's 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 a big red flag. Yeah. You need to right. sit with yourself. Yeah, and that's that yeah. part of taking the break to sit with yourself to say is, what did I contribute to this? If there's anything that I can work on, let me do that. You know, yeah. so um, so. Goals for the future, anything, you've got these two places, obviously getting them going strong, getting them being, continuing to be, you know, lucrative and profitable. Is there any other goals for you down the road that you're thinking of? I got some irons in the fire that I'm trying to figure out, so we'll see what happens. Um, I first and foremost want to get this place stable, you know what I mean? I I love this location. Um, it's, I, everyone always asks me, which is your favorite? I'm like, that's like asking me who my favorite kid is. And that, that yeah. changes every week. Um, <laughs> every hour. Well, I like the different vibe here, too. Like, this is like cozy. Feel, it's, this like is cozier. More... I feel like you're sitting in somebody's living room yeah. when you're no, down I here. I, 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 if I could marry them together, the overall feel would be more like this. But North Canton pays the bills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I legitimately have a second family over there. You know what I mean? That So... It's different, but the kitchen ha- has been has been a struggle since day one. So we're we're just trying to get that solidified. Um, I I had so I interviewed for something a while back, and they're like, "Would you ever do a third location?" And I said, "No." And now I don't know. I mean, 
like you just said a little bit ago, you never say never because you never. You know never say never, and I've I've learned because before, like when people would bring things to me, I'm like, oh, I can't afford that, or I don't think I can pull that off, and I wouldn't even have the conversation. So now it's like have the conversation, even if you think. You know, you never know what possibilities are there if you don't if you don't have the conversation. And it goes back I to that, that thing: fear holds us back. If we don't, I mean, the worst thing that could happen if you try something is you might fail, but that's okay. At least you tried, right? There's that piece there too that we don't want to hold back. Another thing, another goal though that I'm thinking: you just said you you went to Scotland, you said Ireland, Ireland, Ireland. yeah, I went in eighteen. So, yeah. is travel part of the goals? Oh, I, the, I would travel <laughs> as much as I could if I, could, you know, it's obviously becomes a monetary issue and, and leaving work um i you know i just took my yearly family vacation with a, a big group of mm-hmm. all regulars from the north canton location mm-hmm. um i love you know you call them family I love the, that. they 100 percent are family. family i it, it is and i'm there's parts of my family that i'm close to but for the most part i'm not like mm-hmm. my mom's side of the family i don't i don't see a lot my dad's side you know another thing that covid changed you know we used to get together it it's just a weird thing, uh, but consistently the people that I see on a regular basis and that, in my opinion, add value to my life are not mm-hmm. related to me by blood. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate in the people that I've met over there. I, 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 I we had, I told you the fundraiser on Monday for Greatness Cafe, and I had a little, gave a little blurb at the end, and I had people coming in. I'm like, I know you don't need more wine. Are you? come on they're like we just want to support you you know we're not going to go to acme or bj's to get our wine when you're when you're right here um so you know it's funny it's funny the family you find for yourself oh I, and i think again get healthier and then you're and you're putting yourself out there that you do attract those people that are your family i mean i john and i say that you know my parents have been gone but they're passed away and oh, we have such a great support network and they we call them our family so i love that i love yeah. that you know that's healthy you found a, a place that you can be supported so you said you went to Ireland and you you know you want to travel do you have do you take time off is it hard no to take I do yeah I, I I do the yearly trip I do a lot of short little weekend jaunts and now in my relationship he's got children too so you know it's hard to go for it's hard to go for a week but mm-hmm. if you can get away for a day or two you know just utilize what my you my issue with hanging out in town is I can't go somewhere and just have dinner and have a conversation with my boyfriend because I know everybody in town and mm-hmm. they're walking up and of course, you know. You have no 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 personal quiet time. It's it's <laughs> hard to it's hard to to do that in town. It really is. Well, I think in our community, what, not just I don't mean just Canal Fulton, but Canal Fulton or Can Jackson, you know, when you own a business, if people love it, you become a, a, a little celebrity. You know, you're a celebrity in that area. People love you. They know you. They want to talk to you. They and, and again, like you said, from their family, they come to your place all the time. But not only that, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to turn somebody away that right. helps keep the lights on at my right. bar. Right. So, right. you know, we've we've managed um, since we started dating. I think we've gotten away on like three little weekend things, and you know, just uh, and that's another thing. It's kind of like the mom thing. It's mm-hmm. give yourself the the space to have some downtime and you know, re- recharge so to speak. Any goal for um, a, a bucket list trip that you like to take? Uh, I have several. I think I think if I had to had to choose just one which you know financially and, and time wise I probably would um, I have been obsessed with going to Cape Town Africa forever mm-hmm. but that's one of those things um, 
well, shots like you said, in 10 days and two weeks. So, yeah, yeah I mean. But you could maybe, you know, get it out there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm very big. Yeah, I'm very big at putting things into the universe and watching them come back. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the next thing I have planned, I'm going down to Kentucky to do a barrel pick. I mean, just what's little things like that. Pick? So, obviously, we've built, our, we didn't have a liquor license in North Canton. I actually had to go door to door with that to get the signatures, which oh was gosh. fun. Um, so we've we've built a pretty impressive selection. I went down to Kentucky. I'm a certified bourbon steward. I took classes and tests, and um, but I just did one at Jim Beam. Um, we're actually getting ready in September. We'll have a Knob Creek 12 and a half year that we're offering, but I'm doing one down at New Riff, which is right outside of um, Cincinnati, but Kentucky. Um, so I'll get a couple days away for that, and you know, and it is. It's kind of fun to mix work and pleasure. Yeah. You know, when you win -win. do get away. Yeah. And also again when you say are you, you know, we're done here, what's the goal? Well, you're already expanding. You had to do what you had to do to get your liquor license in North Canton and you're now you're a bourbon specialist and I mean these are all really interesting things that you're continuing in this realm but different pieces of it, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have any upcoming events for our listeners to know about? Uh, well, we I, my most re or the thing coming up fastest would be we do beer tastings once a month over at North Canton. Um, so that's with Wolf's Ridge this month. Uh, that's all. We, we do them on Thursdays. They start at 630. It's $10. You get to try four beers. There's either a brewer or somebody from the brewery. We, we, we try not to do it unless we have somebody very knowledgeable about that, that brewery there. So we've, you know, we've done all the local ones. We're, we're trying to branch out a little bit. I think this is actually the second time we've done Wolf's Ridge, but it's been a Are while. Are there tickets? Do they need to get them online? No, we do it. Okay. We do it at the door. Okay. You know, we've done some events where it's ticketed, and I think people, especially through the week, like the freedom of making a decision that yeah, day. You know what nice. I mean? Some people just... Busy life. You, you put all in. your events on Facebook, or where are they? We do on Facebook. I'm sure you guys are both, you know, doing social media things as well. It's it's funny how that algorithm has turned against small business. Like, I talk with everybody in town with bars about it all the time, but doesn't seem to be getting the exposure it used to. Mm -hmm. I wish they'd just make it a paid platform for businesses and get it over with, mm -hmm. versus these boost the posts and. Mm -hmm the way they uh the one and done deals it's well not only that it's just i have people that i know for a fact care about what's going on and they're like they know they i didn't see it, it. i yeah. didn't see it i you know it they've they've really they've really changed how they've done things and you know it's free so you can't complain but at the same time it's like you should be punished give me the option yeah. of yeah. just you know it it is it is a or it used to be you know a great platform so yeah we do put it on our social media uh you know we have there's your Canton Craft Beer community, which John's an admin of. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we throw stuff up in there. Um, and we have a following from that group. So, you know, we we have our core group of people that show up every mm -hmm. time we do one. And then we have people that trickle in. So, but they're always a good time. It's $10. You learn a lot. Um, you know, often, you know, when we did Royal Docks, Dave and John were there. Mm -hmm. Paradigm and Maslin, you know, Malinowski came out. I love how they're oh, all fun. interconnected too. These, these brewers, City and all these different places. Oh, these brewers are so so. Uh, you know, they they, they're so cooperative and working together, and uh, it's it's kind of a cool thing to watch. Yeah. You know, and speaking of just the way they support things, when the flood happened, Dave Satula was the first person through oh, that door. I, I didn't even call him; he just saw it and brought a pump and was like, "What can I do?" So that's great. Uh, that's fantastic. I think that people are should be a little bit more aware of how awesome all these Stark County breweries are because it's not just good beer, it's good people. Right. You know what I mean? That There's support. 
Yeah. I mean, they could be competitors, but they're not. They're come together to help. Yeah. I mean, I know John gave equipment to Forest City up in Cleveland, you know, when he got new equipment. I mean, that kind of stuff, and that's happened before. Um, I think that's really great. Yeah, that. no, it's it's a pretty cool thing to watch. So beer tastings, I didn't even know about that. We do them I once a month. It, so I'm gonna be we do wine up. tastings. They're a little bit more sporadic. Adam used to do them every two weeks, and I think it, it got a little burnout. And then the beer, it's a little bit easier to do because they, you know, the guys will get there ahead of time, grab another beer before the beer tasting, and you know, so there is there is still room to make some money mm-hmm. on top of the ten dollars because I don't make anything on that. The wine tastings, it was a situation where it was the same people coming, and they, they wouldn't buy wine to take home, and then they couldn't understand why these wine reps don't want to come back. It's like they're not going to take three hours out of their evening if they're not going to make any money. Mm-hmm. So um, it's well, funny because... those things you have to tweak as you learn. Yeah, you know, it. it's one of those things. It's an ever-evolving and changing thing, and, yeah, you know, you just got to try to figure out what works. Well, how Trial about, and error. How about a plug for your, you, you said you have an event coming up September, in September. So sep- September 25th, and it is the barrel room as well, but it's a personal thing that I started doing a long time ago when Nick and I were together, and he's still the same way. He, he loves elaborate parties, mm-hmm. and I would joke with my friends about it. They're like, well, you should throw one. I'm like, I, I can't afford that because he is very much of you provide for your guests. You don't. Mm-hmm. I was raised bring things with you. Mm-hmm. He was raised you take care of your guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... It started at my house where, we, you know, it's like, okay, well, let's just get some friends together. We'll make sure the f- cost of the food is covered, and then we'll do some baskets or 50-50. And so it's evolved. Um, we've done several charities over the year. Last year, um, I think this – I was just trying to figure out the other day, and there was that break with COVID because um, the one year we didn't do one at all. But I think this is my eighth or ninth one. So – Last year was ex-Newsboys. This year is Light After Loss. Um, so she's a, a local woman who uh, lost her husband to suicide. So she started a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Shannon. And then one of my friends, you know, her, her son took his life as well. So they're, they're working together. So that's September 25th. Um, it is open to the public. You do have to, that you do have to pre-purchase for because we need to let the food right. truck know. And that's going to be held at? That's going to be at Lake Cable Clubhouse. We actually have the whole indoor space as well as the pavilion. Uh, We had it there. We had it there two years ago. Or, well, gosh, it would have been the year before COVID. It's all running together, right? The COVID thing. Um, Last year, we didn't have space at the lake, so we we had to have it at the bar. But that's that's kind of stressful for me because I don't feel like I can do what I need to do to help raise the money. I feel like I have to make sure everybody's taken care of behind the bar. So it's 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 a lot easier for me to do it at the lake. Mm-hmm. And it's just more space. It's It's gotten pretty big. And so where's the info for this event? That is on Facebook. Okay. I have it private currently. I was actually, Dee just texted me on the way here. I'm going to have to change that setting because, you know, they're, they're going to start pushing it as well. But it's $25 per person. Uh, 15 of that goes straight to the food truck. So $10 of every ticket we'll go straight to late after loss and then we'll have baskets and 50 50 and stuff like that so i started rounding up some donations already from you know local businesses um we're still looking for those if anybody wants to donate for that uh i find and as you you said uh some advice people like experiences better than actual baskets so i'll start working on that soon um when i did the fundraiser for the the uh canton the the prom Mm -hmm that they they would do oh, prom yeah, every yeah, year yeah, yeah. john donated yeah I, john did it one year malinowski did it um a day you know brewing mm-hmm. stuff like that people just you know 
I think everybody that's done any work on themselves is finally going towards experiences instead of things. Well, the things are disposable and go yeah. away, but yeah. the experiences last forever. So, yeah. so. That's really cool. Yeah. Very good. So not only are you a, a strong businesswoman, strong mother, good relationship with your ex and his wife for the kids, you also do a lot of good stuff, giving into the community, helping others. You have the support network of your friends who are your family. Sounds like you got it all going on. So what's your advice to our listeners who may or may not be, may, may be afraid of starting a new business or have a thought about a business? What would you tell them? I think I learned that with this. North Canton did happen very fast, but I was scared to death. I was like, oh, what, you know, what if it doesn't work out? What am I going to do? Then, you know, and it's it's that thing when you when you do have children to take care of, you're not just worried about yourself. You have other people to provide for. Um, but here, I, I think I just had the mindset, if I try and I fail, at least I tried. Yeah. So I, I and, and that's hard. That's a hard pill to swallow mm-hmm. for anybody. You, nobody likes to fail at things, mm-hmm. you know, and this could turn out to be the most successful thing ever, or it may not. Right. You know, we're, we're working hard to, you know, turn it in that direction. But um, I, I just think that you're, you're never going to look back and be like, I shouldn't have tried. Yeah, even absolutely. you know, and I have friends that have started businesses that didn't work out, and you know, it's kind of like relationships. You, you got to sit down and take inventory of what was good, what was bad, what you can change, and well, and learning know. from the failure. Yeah. Is there any failure that you've had happen in your life that was something you really learned and grew from? Relationships, mm-hmm. for sure. You know what I mean? With with both with both husbands, and I I was in a nine year relationship that was comfortable, but was not for me. And it's one of those things. The complacency, you just kind of kept Complacency, I think, is what holds most people back. Oh, 100%. Yeah. As a therapist, so. I could say that. It's easier yeah, so to stay I, in an unhealthy, boring, safe relationship that's not right than correct. it is to go out into the world and see correct. what's out there. Yeah. yeah. So um, that was huge for me, and it was, it, 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 it was hard on my children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard dating. It's, it's hard enough dating when you're older. It's worse dating with children, and then you have this busy lifestyle where you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I make time to get to know this person and include them in my life, but keep my children safe, and, you know, it's it's hard. Um, I think I've found that balance, and I think I've, I, I, I hope this is the guy that I don't have to find somebody else to partner up with after this, but, you know. I, I think that, it, and I'm friends with so many people that I, I was in relationship. I one of my best friends, and I dated for a few months and it didn't work out and so loyalty that's another thing we'll chalk up to your positive traits here (laughs) well you know sometimes things don't work out but it's it's not because both people involved weren't good people you like the person just not you know and sometimes it just doesn't match you know what I mean and I look at where Nick and Emily are at right now and they're very happy together and I'm I'm glad that turned out that way you know what I mean and same same for me like and it was it was hard getting broken up with Mm -hmm. after being with somebody for nine years and feeling like and it was very fast and quick and you're like you you know you feel like you get blindsided but but. I think I think our listeners need to hear that too if they're going through a relationship breakup you know in that moment it feels like oh my gosh this is the end of the world but look where you're at now yeah I've grown and look you're in a healthier happier headspace with healthier relationships definitely yeah I think that's important to know too I think that people dwell on failure Mm -hmm. and it's not a place to stay you know what I mean I always say failure is a catalyst to change if something happens, what do we do from there? Where do we go from there? So, very good. 
Thank you so much for inviting us into your space. Um, again, our listeners, we can invite you to stop out to the Canal Fulton um, Barrel Room or the North Canton Barrel Room, and you'll probably see Carrie running around there. Thank you, Carrie Sullivan, for this. I'm not at this day. location as much, so you won't see me as much now. But I've been much. here twice in the yeah. last, I don't know, I've seen you two times here. <laughs> with, with your, I think you had dinner with your family. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I genuinely love hanging out down here, so. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. And as always, listeners, stay cheeky.